Hey, what's up everyone? Um, happy Tuesday or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome back to the Life from Nurse podcast. Um, I wanted to discuss Vashon and Constantin. I think 2022 has been an incredible um, demonstration of what the brand can do. Uh, I've been listening to some podcasts, watching some, some YouTube videos, and then something that definitely brought it home for me was this really beautiful article by Waco in the latest edition of the Revolution Watch is where he actually interviewed the CEO and discussed their success and how they sort of curated their success uh, through, throughout the last six years. Um, I don't, it's no secret, I, I, Vashkel Constantin is one of my favorite uh, watch companies. Uh, and I, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I, I do think there are many people that would say that Vashkel Constantin has has stood head and shoulders above many other brands with um, the innovation, the focus on quality, uh, and the beautiful watch that they've released this year. So, um, as I mentioned, I was listening to some podcasts and YouTube videos, and in those, throughout that, it was mentioned that Bashkan Constantin had released some of the best watches this year. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more. And then last week, I was reading um, the Revolution magazine. It's the International Volume 65, and the U.S. issue for the um, issue 23 for fall 2022. Um, and there is an article written in this magazine. First off, big shout out to Revolution Watch for for what they've produced for the for autumn 2022. It's a really great um, great magazine with really interesting articles. Um, the cover has this really beautiful Longines high frequency ultracron, which is kind of a blast from the past of or pasts of of Longines. But they have um, some other articles that are spoken about in this magazine, measuring the equation of time. Daniel Roth, the inspiration, null path of a pioneer. The need for speed, Patek Philippe fifty four seventy P. Two must have green dial watches and the Millennium Movement Rolex Caliber forty one thirty. Those are some of the other articles that are written, but the one that I wanted to talk about was uh, A Brilliant Leader Shines in Paris. And this was written by Wei Ko, who has an incredible way with words. Um, the sort of synopsis is, uh, learning to say no and prioritizing quality have served Vacheron Constantin well in the past six years. We caught up with its astute CEO, Louis Fela, to find out what lies behind the incredible shift in the brand's fortune. So, when you think about Vacheron Constantin, they obviously compete with brands like um, Patek Philippe, Audemars Piguet, Alain Anzuna, and many others that I, I apologize that I haven't mentioned. Um, but, you know, they are holy trinity sort of material, and so differentiating from those two brands is pretty important. I think when you think about Patek Philippe, you think about the Nautilus, obviously. When you think about Automa Piguet, you think about the Royal Oak. And I almost feel like Vacheron uh, Constantin has their overseas, right? That's what they, something that they do produce. But I think they, um, they compete in many other different areas um, of watchmaking. Um, it's pretty interesting. The article literally starts with just what the hell is going on at Vacheron Constantin, which was the question that Wei Ko was sort of asking himself. 
And I think what he really leans on is the idea that this, the watch company this year has released some exceptional pieces, um, some truly exceptional pieces. Uh, they released the, um, we were speaking briefly about the overseas, but they released the Vachon Constant Overseas uh, Terminal Skeleton in Titanium and 18 karat pink gold. That was an absolute um, uh, incredible feat. Uh, the Overseas is obviously one of their most popular lines. To produce a skeleton terminal for their Overseas is not easy and takes time to really focus on to release something so um, so beautiful. But they also had their Cabernetier Grand Complication Split Second Chronograph. They also released a Twin Beat Perpetual Calendar and um, the Historic American 1921, they had a limited edition of that that they released this year. Another very notable watch that they released was their re-release of their very famous um, Vacheron Constantin 222, which was in 18 karat gold and basically a perfect re-edition of the uh, reference 222 from 1977. Um, this really uh, tugged on the heartstrings of many collectors um, because it was an icon of the era. It embodied the 1970s for Vacheron Constantin. It's one of the most collectible Vacheron Constantins, uh, sports watches, let's say, uh, of that era. Um, I've done an article on their releases this year, so I'll put a link in the show notes to, to that so you can read about it and, and watch our video. But um, another very um, incredible piece. And then they also, uh, just lastly, the last thing I want to mention is their Maitre d'Art tribute to great civilizations that they, um, that they released uh, towards the end of this year, let's say end of, towards the end of summer. Um, where they basically took um, civil civilizations around the world and made um, a limited run of uh, the Roman Empire, the Persian Empire, um, Hellenistic uh, Greece, and ancient Egypt. Um, each of those pieces were uh, limited in limited quantity, I believe, twenty each. Um, but I mean, they they made a whole event of it. They they um, they basically closed the um, the Louvre in France and paid tribute to the release of these watches. So, I think I've gone over some of the incredible pieces that they've released in this article. Way sort of asks um, the the current CEO who's been in place for, I believe, six years now, Louis Ferla, about you know how they have had such a great year and a quote that that uh, Louis Ferrer said was we had to focus on achieving the most important goals first we had to pick our priorities and one of the things that he says is sort of his second principle was um, a qualitative approach which means that even though they were very selective and they had to do things step by step um, when they did something, they wanted to execute it with the most in the most qualitative way possible and at the highest level. And that's been the real principle that they've guided. So 
the watches that they've released have been very very specific they've focused on the quality of the watches and the quality of the releases and i think the louvre is a perfect example of releasing a very very high quality collection of watches and doing it to the highest quality they possibly can uh, i hate to put numbers to this but something that he mentioned was you know you're not going to make you're not going to be in the black on some, an event like that but what you are doing is ensuring that it's going to get the right amount of uh, publicity, people looking at it, people appreciating uh, what it uh, what it stands for, and they did that with every single uh, one of their watches: the two two two, the overseas uh, turbulent skeleton, uh, and it really does it really does stand out. Um, I think it also, in my in this is my opinion. This isn't sort of from the article, but. Um, in my opinion, I think the world of luxury is uh, defined incorrectly sometimes. And I think when you see brands that are having events like the one at the Louvre uh, for the Great Civilizations collection, I think it's bringing back the focus to quality, to arts, artis artisanal uh, watchmaking which to me is luxury I think luxury can is sometimes thought of by many as uh, it's maybe they're not thinking it but it becomes almost commoditized where it's luxury is 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 in everything you can have something that's abundant and that is what defines luxury but to me I actually think it's when you have these small runs like the Maitre Art tribute to great civilizations where you have 20 pieces each you have a really beautiful event to launch it and you're you're including sort of the the um, the you're, you're sort of paying tribute to to what has come before so um I think something that was also sort of mentioned in this in this article was about a allocation of some of these pieces because um, you know essentially what what Vashal Constantin has to has to tangle with is so they have customers who would or clients who would enjoy buying uh, their newest pieces always and if you just allocate it to those people, you're not really growing the business. You're relying on a, a small subset of, of collectors, right? And so I think there's some interesting topics about uh, you know, ensuring that new customers are getting it so they can grow their business. Uh, just, to, just to quote the answer here from from Louis Ferla, he said, we want to ensure that everyone has access to Vashkal Constantin. Of course, it's not everything for every it's not everything for everybody. But when we have a new offer, it is important to us that part of the allocation goes to existing clients and part of it goes to new clients. This is to grow our audience. Um, pretty interesting um, approach and I think it ensures that and I'm, I think it's the approach for many brands is to ensure that they're growing while still ensuring that their customers are 
our customers or existing customers are they're having their needs met I think that type of transparency is not something that you hear from many um, CEOs of companies uh, so it was kind of nice to hear from him I really did enjoy this article and, and I, I think at the end of the day I want to congratulate Vashkhan Konstantin on the success that they've had in 2022 I found their their watches to be interesting to be exciting i think the great civilizations was just a uh, uh 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 because it was off the beaten path true artisan watchmaking um and speaks to i think the quality um that that the the brand the brand's leadership is ensuring that they that they produce so to me, it was quite exciting. I'll leave a link in the show notes to some of our coverage of Vashkal Konsta this year. Also find a, a, a link to the Revolution Watch uh, magazine so you can you can pick it up. Um, there were some really cool articles in this in this um, in this book or, sorry in this magazine in this edition of the magazine. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, really wide range of topics vintage uh to uh modern day so i encourage you to check that out be sure to check out our articles and our videos in the show notes if you want to see our coverage of Vashkal Konstanta um and if you want to chat about the brand or anything that was mentioned in this podcast be sure to check us out on our social medias we'd love to chat with you about um about Vashkal Konstanta about Revolution Watch um, and uh, some of the cool releases that have happened this year. If you are not following this podcast, be sure to follow it and share it with a friend who might be interested in listening to a watch podcast. If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind leaving a, a rating for this podcast, it really does help me out. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I will see you next week.